Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Master Your Mental Podcast. If you are new here, my name is Paris, and I am the creator and host of the Master Your Mental Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here to tune in and hear my amazing guests and I describe the ways we can leverage and shift our mindsets to take the best possible care of our mental health. I launched the podcast as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for this all stemmed from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and my MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I launched Master Your Mental to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. You guys might be wondering, what does the mental stand for? Well, it stands for mindset, engagement, nutrition, talk about it, accountability, and love yourself. These are all the building blocks that make up what Master Your Mental is all about. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on any one of my social media platforms you guys can find in the link in my bio on my Instagram at master your mental. Now let's get into the episode guys. Hello guys, and welcome back to a new episode of the master your mental podcast. And I just want to give you guys a little preview of this episode we got for you this week called overcoming abuse to reach joy. Now, the reason I wanted to record this episode with my guest this week is because the conversation that I had with this incredible lady who is about to come on here in a minute and chat with me about this topic, we talked all about really focusing in on a lot of different things with this topic here, but I took a lot of notes, you guys, because the tips and the things that she brought out in this topic were just so good. She talks a lot about, you know, that shift from shame to compassion. So going from a place of shame and struggle and stress and overwhelm to really learning how to have compassion and grace for yourself in moments like this. And I think it's a really, really great topic because this is something that has not only affected me personally in my life, but so many people that I know and even people that I don't know personally that I connected with online who talk about really what they did to come out of that and actually be able to reach a place of joy and happiness. And I really love this topic because my guest is, of course, amazing. Just like every single person that I get to have conversations with on this podcast for you guys. She also talks about the power of affirmations as well. And what that has done for her and her journey. And that's always what I really like doing on this, on these episodes too, for you guys is really showing the journey of my guest, right? So not only what they've been able to do, what they do right now for others in this world, but also about them, right? So why are, why are they doing the things they're doing? Why are they passionate about the work they've done and the work that they're still doing right now? What led them to this moment? What inspired them to do the things they're doing and how did they get there? So the, this week, you're going to hear that in my guest story. She's going to break down how she actually went from being in a very, very low and dark place in her life to coming out of that and transforming 
transforming herself, her thoughts, her mindset, her life to really be in this place where she can do that for other women. And you guys are really going to love her. She just has such great energy and such an awesome presence. And I really loved our conversation. And we talk a little bit about the body, mind, and spirit connection and how mindset stuff plays a role in this and how abuse can sometimes get stuck in the body. And we really get into that as well. So this is just an overall amazing conversation. And honestly, like I really took a lot away from this and I hope that you guys enjoy it as always. So let's get into it. Hello everyone. And welcome back to another episode of the master your mental podcast. I cannot wait to get in today's topic with my beautiful guest today. As you guys can see, we're going to be talking all about overcoming abuse to reach joy. I'm bringing on Gina Ralkowski today, who is a coach specializing in helping women overcome abuse and discover joy. Gina is a former primary school teacher with experience in the nonprofit sector, where she offered full-time free childcare for single mothers. I am so excited to have Gina with us today to chat about this topic, the work she has done and all the lessons she has learned so far from this work. So without further ado, welcome Gina to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Paris. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Of course. I'm so happy to have you here because you know, as we were talking about before recording, we got introduced to each other from a mutual friend who's amazing, Robin Graham, who I also had on the podcast, but she connected us. And instantly I was like, yes, I was like, I would love to talk with Gina. I would love to have her come on here because you guys are going to hear about this right now. Cause I'm going to ask her. So I'm going to ask her the first question and we're going to get into this. So tell us what inspired or interested you in becoming a coach. You know, I, I have to tell you, honestly, Paris, I didn't, I, I really struggled with becoming a coach for a long time because I just felt like it was such a cliche of like, oh, you know, like I really want to help people because I've been through so much myself, you know, and I really, I, I just thought, oh, well, that's just like, I wanted to be sure I wasn't doing it, like going from like one means of trying to fulfill myself and get attention to like another, you know, but the more I realized you know, the more I kind of work through my own stuff, the more I realized that my, my, I have a gift to share with people and I'm not afraid to share things that other people are afraid to talk about, you know, and, and it's really important to normalize this situation of, you know, overcoming abuse of like what the journey is like, how you feel. And, you know, and I was so encouraged by family and friends and, you know, I really prayed a lot about this and I really felt like God was like, I want you to share your story. And I was like, oh man, (laughs) all right. So like here I am and now I'm actually, you know, enjoying it way more than I thought I would. Um, You know, it's, it's really fun to actually take some of the creativity I've had over time, even as a teacher and put it into my coaching so it, it's not such a heavy thing. So it really did come from a lot of prayer and, and my own experience of realizing that the one piece that I missed in my own journey of, you know, therapist and this is that there's very few really trauma-informed people out there. And number two, there wasn't much in there that included, like, how do I include God? And I had a strong faith. So I was like, okay. And so next thing I know, I, you know, I put this thing together, prayed about it, and here we are. So, wow. I, I love that. And I really love how you talk about how it's c- come from 
the fact that you've experienced so much yourself and you're wanting to use that and take those experiences and pull those lessons from that to really help guide others through this. And I, and I also think it's so interesting that you talk about, you know, in the beginning when you were like, Oh, I really want to do this. You know, I really want to become a coach and help people. But at the same time, like struggling with that, you know, like struggling oh, to, yeah. Like, should I do this? Like, Oh, is I still it gonna... have imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's just like, Oh, and I, <laughs> I really, I just really didn't want to be, I, I had to be something that I genuinely wanted to do because you can tell when people are not being genuine or authentic. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I wanted was, you know, you, you can, I don't know that people are doing the best they can, but you know, when you can tell there are people out there who are like, I'm going to help you because, you know, yeah, yeah. just like, um, I don't know about that. You know? So I really wanted to be sure, you know, and I took a little while to trust myself, really trust that I could, you know, that this was something I could do and, you know, you do it afraid is pretty much what I've learned. And then all of a sudden oh, I'm not afraid wow. anymore. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like, oh, yes. and it's like, no, 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 do it afraid. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, look what I did. I, I sometimes I'll tell you honestly a little secret. Like, there are times when I look at some of the work I've done and some of the people I've helped, and I like to just look at it because I'm really just like amazed at what I have been able to do. When there were times when I thought, you know, I, for years, I mean, I couldn't get out of bed. You know what I mean? So I'm like, wow. Like, and I think that's where part of the joy comes in. Is like, look what look look what I did. Like, look what I can do. Look how I can help people. You know, and really being proud of yourself for when there's so many years when you just want to hide under the covers. Yeah, no, it's, it's so real because, you know, I've got, I've experienced that, you know, and I feel like once you have that, where you're able to overcome these traumas, these abuses, all these things that have happened that are so painful, so ugly, and so harmful to you and other people. But then you can, you can move past that and move through that to really show others that you can do that too. And I think it's so amazing. Like you're saying, you know, the, in the work you've been doing with people where you're watching someone, you know, I would love to ask, you know, like what, what has that been like for you? Because I know when you're coaching people, like obviously like as, as in the process of coaching someone else, you get to watch them blossom and like watch them grow in their journey of coming to you. Like, Hey, you know, I'm struggling with this. I really want to work on this. And then also kind of feeling like they might not ever be able to overcome that and then watching them actually do that. So I'd love to ask you, you know, like for you in your journey, like, have you had a moment like that where you thought, I'm not going to be able to make it through this or over this obstacle. And then you did like, oh what was God. that like? I would probably have to pick out of a hat. There's so many, yeah. that hat. you know what I mean? It's like, which one? So, yeah. Um, I think, oh God, I, I think probably one of the biggest issues I had really was um, thinking that I could, that I was capable of anything, you know, like when this was probably like, this will be 18 years ago this, this month. But, you know, I, I had gone from like being addicted to drugs, not realizing that I had been sexually abused. You know, I mean, I, I didn't even remember that for until like 2010 or something, but I was living the trauma of it over and over. And so I, I had been inpatient to um, Women's Institute for Corporation Therapy. And I really thought over oh, two weeks, I'm going to go to this place and I'm going to come out and I'm going to be all better. And I mean, I ended up I mean, I can't even tell you the shape. Like my body shook probably for a good year in withdrawal. I was in withdrawal for so long. I mean, it was horrible. I, I couldn't even. When I finally got out, I thought, how am I ever? I mean, how am I going to function without these drugs? What am I going to do? And I dumped them down the toilet, and I ended up actually getting accepted to graduate school like four months later. And at, like prior, about three months prior to that. I, I, I had to force myself 
to get into my car and drive myself a half a mile up the road to the store because I was, I didn't have the drugs anymore. I, I still thought I was crazy. I was just like, but I knew if I didn't get in that car and make myself do, you know, do something that I, you know, I was going to, everything was going to get scarier or scarier. And so, I mean, long story short, you know, I got my car, I went to the store. What, I didn't even go in the first time, walked around, just drove around the parking lot, drove right home, you know, and, you know, one thing really led to another. It was like, okay, I can, I can do that. You know, I can do this. And, you know, the next thing I know that January I was in graduate school and um, I guess a couple months after that, I was a graduate research assistant. You know, I ended up you know, teaching. I mean, it really was just like, it's hard to believe that there were times when I couldn't, that I just literally couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or that I, all I did was, you know, take drugs or whatever, you know, I did. But I remember really thinking to myself, how am I, how is this ever going to get better? Like how, how is this, you know, and I remember at the time I would take three or all I would do was take like baths all day. Long, Cause I didn't, I wasn't working. I just gotten out of this, you know, I was still working with my therapist and I called my therapist one day and I said, um, I don't know what to do. All I'm doing is like taking bubble baths and like reading books and take, going for walks. And she, and I said, I'm so bored. And she said, your job right now is to stay off drugs. And I was like, oh, okay. So it put a new spin on it. Wasn't like, oh, I'm just a nobody. I was like really working hard. I was going to my AA meetings. I was doing all my, you know. So my job at the time, as awful as it seemed, really was just staying, you know, staying off the drugs. And 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 I can't believe when I look back, this will be 18 years, August 31st. That's <laughs> like, amazing. I do 18 minutes of it, you know <laughs> what I mean, or seconds. But yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the, I mean, I just remember shaking, shaking in my car, like, oh my God, oh my God, you know, and I really just did my best to, you know, go to my meetings, take my bubble baths and, and, and really connect with God. And you did it. You did it. And that's incredible because that just what you said right there, where you said you didn't even think you could do it for 18 minutes and it's been 18 years. That is amazing because, and I relate so much to what you're saying. And I'm sure a lot of people as well can relate to, especially thinking back to a time when you were at your lowest, when you were struggling, like how, and when you look back on that, it is kind of hard to think back to like, how, what, how, was I like that, you know, for so I know, long? I know. I, that's such yeah. a good point because, and, it's, <laughs> yeah, there, it's like I always knew that this person was in there, you, you know, like who I really am and who I am today. But every time I opened my mouth or I interacted with anyone for years and years, like somebody else kind of came out. Mm-hmm. And I realized now, you know, it, for, it took me years and years. To, I was so ashamed of that. I was so embarrassed about my behavior. And when I really, and it's actually why I have that little picture behind me, but it's, you know, when I really looked at all those things that I was ashamed of or embarrassed of, and I realized I changed my perspective of them and saying, oh my gosh, they were trauma responses. I didn't know any better. I was trying to survive. I was trying to get my needs met. How, I have nothing to be ashamed of. If anything, I have compassion for myself. Mm-hmm. I was trying to feel loved. I was trying yes. to feel empowered. I was trying to feel safe. I, I you know, I, I say all the time to, um, you know, to people I work with, if you're stuck on a desert island and all you have is like gross crickets to eat, are you going to go, ew, why would you eat that? Or are you going to go, I'll take what I, you know what I mean? And so that's kind of what I think of when I changed my perspective of what I did it made it much more easy to approach, you know, changing it 
You know what I mean? Like, I love the little picture I, I did back that. there because it just, it feels <laughs> like that's all the things I was embarrassed about. When you put them together, they make up who I am, you know? And, and I really think when you can really recognize them, you know, that's like the first key in my program is recognizing them and seeing them with compassion. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You are a freaking survivor. You know, yes. like pat yourself on the back and go, okay, so I slept around. You know, what I, I mean? love that. It's all I, it's all I knew <laughs> at the time, right? I can change that, right? Yes. And I love, I love how you also bring up like that transition and mindset. Cause I would love to touch on that too. Cause I know like, in trying to bridge that gap, right. From overcoming abuse. And then first of all, you know, just like having awareness of that, you know, yeah. because a lot of people, like you, like you mentioned, you know, when you're younger and you go through something or not even knowing that you right. went through sexual abuse or like you right. experienced that. And then, then realizing that later and then having that awareness and then saying, okay, what do I do now that I know this? Like, how do I, how do I deal with this? How do I process this? And sometimes that can stop people because it gets so overwhelming that yeah, it, it I feel like it can consume you. And it really does, like you said, change who you are. Cause you said deep inside you, you knew that you, you how you are now was there, but she couldn't right. come out because you, yeah. cause I feel like sometimes we, you know, do these things and, you know, behave in certain ways because we don't know how to get past it. We don't think we can. Don't know. It's well, impossible. We, we don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like, we so don't know. I know. I, I love and to ask you. Like, it's so, it's so like, true. Comforting. Like, it's okay. <laughs> you didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. Like, you don't know. That's of okay. course. Yeah. And you I, know, you know, you how did you transition? How did you? Yeah. No. Transition. So how did you transition? Like the, so the mindset you used to have mm-hmm. when you were struggling at your most, how did you transition that mindset into the one that you have now? What, what, what was the most helpful steps for you in doing that? I would have to say, honestly, perspective, you know, mm-hmm. really recognizing, you know, learning to recognize, okay, I can, you know, in fact, I just wrote a blog about this, about making friends with your defenses. And there's a great book by Simone Kidd, um, and she talks about this. But um, when I realized, when when my perspective of 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 my my journey, like all of it, but basically who I, who, you know, the, beha- the the shame. Okay, when I really was able to shift my perspective from shame to like compassion. I can't even tell you the shift that I felt in my body. And I, I, I think the other thing too is when I realized, I can tell you, I, I, there was one time, this was way back 18 years ago too, and it was a little glimmer of hope that I had that I really dismissed at the time. But there was, I had to do 50 positive affirmations, eyeball to eyeball for six months when I came out of this thing. And they were like, you know, you have to do this or you're going to die. So I was like, okay, I hated doing it. But one of them was that I came up with was I'm a valuable child of God. And I remember at the time thinking, oh, wait a minute, then I'm not, I'm not really like a piece of crap. Like I'm not a if that's who I am, then I'm really not a loser. You You're know? changing your thought process. Yeah. And I it love literally it. like clicked. I was like, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. So now not mind you, I chased for like 15 years after that. I chased after or 10 years, I chased after other things to make me feel valuable until I finally had to come back to that. But it really was a change in, in perspective of like, who am I really? And looking at my experience, you know, my behaviors, what I've done, how I felt, what I thought about myself with compassion. You know, it was such a shift in perspective for me to go, I'm not a loser. I'm highly wounded. I'm, I was wounded 
by people who were supposed to trust me. Mm-hmm. Nobody taught me how to feel safe. Nobody taught me how to feel loved. So I had to do what I had to do, you know? And it's like the healing, the, the, the abuse was not my fault, but the healing is my responsibility. And there are times when I would fight against that and be really mad, you know, I want to throw things and it's not fair. But the point is if I wanted the joy that I really believe God has for me, then I had to go on the journey. Yeah. No, I love that line. You just said, you guys, I, I feel like I just started doing this in recent episodes, but I have, I literally have a notepad and I'm writing down (laughs) things that you are saying, because these are such powerful tips right now. And just what she said right there with, you know, of course, like the abuse is not your fault, but healing is your responsibility. And I feel like sometimes it takes it could take so long to get there because sometimes we, you know, when you're caught in that struggle, when you're dealing with this and you're, you're faced with these things, we start to feel like, you know, that you've been hurt for so long that you want someone else, you know, to do that, to like help, to guide you to do it. But then when you really start to have that realization, you know, like, no, I can change, like to look at the things in your life that you can control. Right. So like, instead of, cause I feel like when you focus so much on, you know, like the past and you know, things that you've gone through that were really traumatizing and hurtful. We, we put all our attention there that we can't see that we can start to do things to shift. Like you said, shift that perspective and start to take those steps to changing our mindset and changing, you know, most importantly, how we speak to ourselves, because if we continuously tell ourselves, you know, well, this was your fault and this happened and it's all on you. And, you know, just, you know, you're pathetic. You're not a good person. Like all of these things that we tell ourselves all the time, keep us stuck. And it keeps us from being able to move forward because we already told ourselves, there's no way you're going to make it out of this. There is no way you are stuck here. But then when you start to do that work, like you said, those 50 affirmations, because I can tell you guys that when I started doing affirmations, I was like, in gratitude, I was like, what is this? Oh my God. I was like, and no, thank you. I, I, oh, I was like, gag me, ew. Like, yeah. just, you know, and, and I mean, and it felt so like, oh my God, it was like eye roll after eye roll, you know? And when I, you know, when somebody actually said to me, you don't have to believe it for it to be true. And I was like, I mean, I guess the question comes down to sometimes like, how bad do you want it? You, you know what I mean? And I really mean like, and I, and I do have to say like one thing that is a little bit of a pet peeve for me when it comes to healing from abuse is that a lot of abuse really does get stuck in our bodies. And it is a somatic experience that has to be addressed physically. Like there's the book, the Bible that I call the, the abuse, healing from abuse, the body keeps the score. Yes. And, and there's, you know, and so it's really, really, you know, one of the things that really did help me too was really learning to get present in my body, mm-hmm. you know, and that's hard because A, I hated my body. B, I didn't want to be a self, you know, so it's like be present in my body, you know, like, ew, but to really, you know, when I started doing little things like, okay, you know what? I can handle it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just wiggle my toes because I can't stand. Don't tell me to breathe. I'll tell you that right now. Don't tell me to breathe. I couldn't stand that. So that's one thing that used to drive me nuts. Okay. But there are like roll your shoulders, you know, getting wriggling your feet, but to really start to be present in my body and, and then be able to like learn to talk to myself, you know, and talk to myself like the wounded child that I was, you know, really like closing my eyes, picturing getting down on her eye level and just holding her and going, I see you're scared. Like you, you come here, I'm going to keep you safe. It's okay. You know, I mean, really being present with her 
and 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 sometimes even as an adult, you know, thinking of myself as an adult and a child, I'll even imagine like God holding me, me holding my little girl, and him just holding us together. Yeah. And being like, I, I got you. Because sometimes no matter what I say in my mind, I need to feel the peace of God in my spirit and my body. And I think sometimes wow. that peace gets missed a lot because of all this mindset stuff. So yeah. just something to throw out there is that we are body, mind, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to cure because our body does keep a score. Like our limbic system records all the stuff that happened when we were abused. So it, in our body and our brains are going, you are never safe. You are never safe. So you really have to train your body to feel safe. Because just doing it mindset isn't, isn't like, it will not work for trauma survivors. It yeah. just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. No, I love and that you said that. It, we feel like, because I did it, I did a lot of mindset yeah. stuff for a long time and then I still felt bad. And then I thought it was my fault that I felt bad because I wasn't feeling better because I was trying to tell myself to feel better. Yeah, no, you know I, I mean? love that you bring that up because that's <clears throat> so true because I can tell you you know, just for, you know, my own experience, you know, but before, and just for you too, you can probably a hundred percent relate to this before you deal with, you know, addressing that trauma and like having the awareness of it and like taking the steps to recover, you know, you could do so much stuff for mindset, but then you're still going to have, you know, it's still going to be inside of you that you didn't yet address that. And I feel like that's, it's so wild to me sometimes how things can come up from years ago, right? Like 10, 20 years ago. And you're like, and you sit there and you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, I've already dealt with this, you know, I've already healed from this, but then it's like, it comes out of nowhere. And then you're sitting there and you're like, you know, I should be doing my gratitude journal. I should be doing my affirmations, but then you're like, you can't stop thinking about it. So I think that's such a true point that you say, because, you know, you could do all this work, but then unless you first address the biggest piece of all of the stuff that is keeping you feeling this way and holding you back and making you feel like you can't do this. You know, once you finally start to like address that and work on that and do the work on that, then it starts to become easier to open up these doors. Okay. Now I can work on, you know, my mindset. Now I can work on my habits. Like state, you know, I think of it as in like steps, you know, keys, breakthrough and how, you know, there's little breakthroughs in each key. You know, we have this tendency to think, oh, I have this big breakthrough. But, you know, that's why I called my program the Bridge to Breakthroughs, because if, if we have to celebrate the little breakthroughs. And it's a really big deal to be able to go, okay, yeah, I did this, or I said that, or I do this, whatever it is, because we don't want to look at ourselves. Nobody wants to feel, because the whole thing goes back to feeling safe. If I'm not perfect for lack of a better word, I'm not going to be safe. You know what I mean? And so when we can go, but no, 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 I am safe. Like I, I am safe, like really calm and go, okay, you know what? I mean, that's why there are times when, where I, when I do my, like meditate in the morning or I have my quiet time there, I really have learned to pay attention to doing what I need for me. Not like, oh, I better like listen to this meditation or I should read that journal or I should read this in the Bible. I should do, I say, you know, what do I need? And there are times when I will put on like my soft soaking music and I'll be like, Lord, I got to just lay in your arms. That's all I got today. Yeah. I, I need <laughs> to feel your peace in my body, mind and spirit. And I mean, I do imagine my head just laying on his lap and going, oh, God. And I love the compassion and just the grace that you have. Cause I feel like that also can be hard to have for yourself, you know, like to have that, because I feel like sometimes we get in this zone where we're like, I need to be doing this and this and this, but then if you miss like one or two, you're like, I'm a failure, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're not. 
And I still, I still struggle with that because there's yeah, times me I too. Think, oh, you know, I have this like, <laughs> I like to tell my therapist all the time, you know, I'm just like super recovered. So, you know, I think I should, you know, get up in the morning at, you know, 5 30, yeah. do my like special prayer, sit on my like bamboo yoga mat, drink my like fair trade tea, go on my walk, you know, in my bare feet and feel the earth, you know, and it's like, for God's sake. I mean, when is enough enough? You know, when is it okay to just be okay with whatever I can do? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I really still have to tell myself, God still loves me. Yeah. I'm still safe. It's okay. I but love I- that. Oh my gosh. And that brings me to this is the question I always love to ask everybody. And I always save this for the end because the answers are so amazing. They're always so different. So I love to ask this to see what you're going to say to this. So what are you currently doing right now in this moment to master your mental? Interesting question. (laughs) What am I doing right now? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I have, what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of like this morning and even just like before we spoke, I'm really, I'm working on staying present with God in my body because I, there's like I said, I woke up this morning and I just felt that, oh no, no, I have to do this and I have to do that. And I need to like have my little schedule. And I was like, no, no, no. I am going to really trust that I can figure out what I need. And I knew what I needed was nobody chirping in my ear about meditation where I needed to just sit and be with God. And I knew the same thing that even before I came on with you. And I just sat and I said, you know what? I'm going to wiggle my toes. I'm going to hold my shoulders back. I'm going to be present. I pictured God behind me. And I was like, that's fine. I don't need to like tell myself, I don't know. I'm going to say it's going to be okay. Yes. None of that. You know what I mean? I was like, sometimes I just have to stop oh my god I'm so sorry if you can hear my cat I'm going to go oh apologize. I, I, I can't I, I so actually hard couldn't until downstairs. you said that's so funny I, I tried but, so hard to get him downstairs and I was like this is so unprofessional oh I, no it's it's oh it's totally fine I, I kind of couldn't hear it until you brought it up but I love I love what you just said that's so beautiful because I feel like I haven't heard that one before you know just just being present really that's what I hear from you is being present and understanding oh. that you know doing what what your body is telling you that you need to do right now. So it's true. I love it. I love it so much. And you guys, I mean, she's just been so great this entire, I mean, I feel like I could talk to you all day long. I could spend hours on this with you and just go into so much more on this, but I just, I love this conversation and you've given me like, and all of us so many great tips. I literally oh, sat here you. with this sticky note, taking notes, writing <laughs> things down. Cause it's been so good. So I honestly, I just want to thank you, you know, for making the thank time you, in your schedule to come on out here on master mental and share a little bit of your story, your work, your tips, your tricks with all of us, because it has been so amazing and just the best time. So Gina, thank you so much for coming out. Love chatting with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. And you guys, whether you are listening during the daytime or the nighttime, hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. And I'm going to end it on this note and say bye to you guys and bye to Gina. So bye guys. And bye Gina. Bye-bye Paris.
All right, guys, that was the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to become a guest or share your thoughts, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email at hello at masteringmental.com or you can DM me on Instagram at masteryourmental, where you can also find a link in my bio that you can use to find me on all of my other social media platforms. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to the Master Your Mental podcast. Have a good one, guys. Bye.